right, time to get this Monday edition of Hart's Home Half kicked off. Everybody, welcome in. I'm your host, Austin Hart. Before we start the episode today, just want to give a quick reminder about Instagram and Twitter for Hart's Home Half. My social media platforms are up for the podcast. I am giving episode updates on every drop Monday and Thursday, so if you want to find me, uh, that's where you can find me on both of those platforms. I really, really appreciate all the support on both of those, but let's get into another big episode. Big day again for sports in Florida. I mean, there's just still so much to talk about, so much going on right now from top to bottom. The Heat, they're up 2-1 in their series in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. We'll recap a couple of their games and the game four are going to get kicked off tonight. The the Lightning, rather, they took a commanding 3-0 lead over the Panthers in the Battle of Florida in their series. We'll talk about that and how the Lightning were able to get to this spot in the series. Probably a spot that very little people anticipated this series going to as of now. Um, but from there... Talk a little bit about the Rays and the Marlins. There's, I mean, the Rays have been just ravaged by injuries, unfortunately, and have not been in a very good spot offensively. But on the other side, for the Marlins, a great, great pitching performance just yesterday that I really want to highlight from that team, and maybe a jump start, a little spark for that team to get going uh, here as we start to round out May and get into the summer months of baseball. Also, we'll round this episode off. With another wild weekend recap of college baseball, this is the final weekend of the regular season now. All the teams in Florida, they're starting to get into their conference tournaments. They're going to start playing to try and get to the College World Series. So trying to follow these teams now, it's going to be really intense. It's going to be really fun. And I can't wait to see where these teams end up. So let's get everything kicked off by starting, uh, starting out talking about the Miami Heat. And go ahead, everybody. Keep counting this team out everybody wants to talk about the celtics this and the celtics that and what they haven't done and what they've done and who's injured and who's not but no we're going to talk strictly about the heat because by the way they're leading the series everybody's talking about the celtics on espn and all these national you know syndicated stations that you know the celtics they're they're the hot story they're they're down in the series right now okay The Heat are playing their butts off, and they have taken two games over the Celtics. They're looking to take a third over them tonight in Game 4. But let's recap their Games 2 and 3, because the last we talked about, they were up 1-0, winning their first game at home. Game 2 on Thursday night, that was our last episode of the pod, unfortunately wasn't really the result that we were hoping for. The Heat unfortunately dropped their first home game in these playoffs Celtics won 127 to 102 in that game Jimmy Buckets he had another great game he led the team in scoring yet again but the Celtics kind of just took off and overpowered the Heat pretty much the whole game I mean they just it just looked like the Heat were not going to be able to catch up in this game and it was also tough because Bam just kind of looked like a shell of himself like he was virtually non-existent during this game only putting up six points in 29 minutes and I think one of the biggest problems surrounding this team is Bam's inconsistency because the Heat, they don't have a lot of problems per se. But I would say one of the things that really sticks out is the variability from what Bam is able to put up for this team night to night. I mean, you know, there's going to be nights like we're just about to talk to this game, uh, just about to talk about this next game three in Boston where Bam goes off and he has a monster night. 
But, you know, in game two, then, you know, he has games like this where he just seems like he, he's he's not even a big man. Like, he's not even trying to play for your team. Like, And, it, and it's, it's, it's infuriating. It's frustrating because he's supposed to be definitely one of the more dominant players on that Heat squad. And I think that can frustrate some fans that he is not as consistent as probably they would hope for him to be. But now let's talk about that game three a little bit where he was able to go off. Because I don't know if somebody woke him up or something, but the dude came out on fire. He torched the Celtics Saturday night. The Heat were able to steal game three on the road. 109 to 103 was the final score. Bam went off. 31 points, 10 boards. I mean, he was all over the Celtics. He really could not be stopped. He led the team in scoring. And I mean, they really, really needed that. Jimmy Butler. Heater coming out in the second half, and he has to sit out the second half. He has some right knee inflammation and just some awful news for the Heat coming out of the break. And you're just, you know, you're thinking the worst possible thing because of how much Jimmy's been able to do for this team so far in the playoffs. But, wow, was it incredible to watch this team rally together and play extremely, extremely hard despite their star player not being able to contribute out there on the floor. The Heat, they, they forced a playoff high 24 turnovers for the Celtics. And the, the return of Kyle Lowry in this game, I think it helped out a lot. I was not going to lie, I was kind of skeptical of him coming back with how well the Heat have been playing without him in the lineup. But he helped out that lineup quite a bit. I mean, his outstanding defensive work. He added a lot of steals. He had four steals in the game. So did Victor Oladipo. So did Bam. All of them had four steals. P.J. Tucker had three I mean, these guys were swarming on the defensive end, really making the Celtics work. And, I mean, they played some great clutch ball at the end. They were able to edge out Boston even when Boston was trying to fight their way back and claw themselves back into it. But the Heat, man, they stayed resilient. And, again, without Jimmy Butler, looked damn good in that Game 3. So Game 4, the tip tonight at 8.30 in Boston. I will say that Boston, they've been notoriously good at coming off of a loss so far in these playoffs. So the Heat, they're going to have to buckle down tonight, really, really come out with some intensity and battle the seas and their home crowd, which are going to be very raucous. Jimmy Buckets, hopefully he's going to be ready to go. I know there's a lot of injuries, uh, speculation surrounding this game, kind of recording this earlier in the day. So not too sure what the eventual lineup is going to look like for tonight. There's going to be a lot of ins and outs and a lot of questionables going on right now. But going to be looking forward to a great game for tonight. Hopefully the Heat can steal yet another game on the road and go back to Miami looking to close it out up 3-1. All right, let's talk about puck night now. Let's talk about hockey because what a series this Lightning and Panthers one has turned out to be so far. I mean, since we last spoke, the Lightning were leading the series 1-0 going into Thursday night, and things have just turned on its head. After Game 2, Lightning emerged with a 2-1 victory, put them up 2-0 in the series, heading back to Tampa, and I mean, what a great spot to be in after that game, right? Because you knock off the President's Trophy winners at home, two straight games in the playoffs, when the Panthers have been nothing but dominant at home this season? I mean, that's incredible. It's very, very hard to do that, and I do give a lot, a lot of props to the Lightning for being able to go in and do that down in Sunrise. But as for that game, too, the power play connected, 
early in the game for the Lightning as Scory Perry. Yeah, Scory Corey Perry, calling him Scory Perry. I mean, he's just been on fire for the Bolts as of lately. Braden Point's absence has really opened the door for Corey Perry to step up. And unfortunately, on the other side, the Panthers' power play just has been sputtering, especially in that game, too. I mean, all throughout the playoffs, they had gone, after that game, they had gone 0 for 25 on the power play through the playoffs in that point. I mean, the lone goal from the Panthers in that game came in the late second period. But the heroes, really, Kucherov and Colton, late in the third period, literally 3.8 seconds remaining on the clock. Nikita Kucherov, he jumps on a loose puck behind the Panthers' net and just makes this beautiful, gnarly, no-look pass to Ross Colton, sliding right down the slot. He one-times at home, past Sergei Bobrovsky, and that's the game-winner game winner for the Bolts in Game 2. Get to steal that game and ride ride that momentum from game two because coming into game three uh, last night, yeah, last night, wow, kind of seems like it was so long ago. Bolts, they came out even hotter in game three. And Vazzy, I mean, this dude has just continued to prove why he's one of the best goalies in the world. He's amazing. But, I mean, you know, Perry and Reinhardt, Perry scores again. Sam Reinhardt trades a goal with him in the first period. It's 1-1. Panthers are finally able to actually connect on the power play in Game 3. Reinhardt getting his goal on the power play. But from there, it was all lightning. Vazzy, Andre Vasilevsky was everywhere. He stopped 34 shots. He had a gnarly 971 save percentage on the night. And in the second period, Eric Chernak, Steven Stamkos, they helped him out a little bit and added a goal each for a two-goal lead heading into the third period and some empty netters late. From Stammer again and Cooch sealed the game 5-1 to and gave the Lightning that 3-0 series advantage that we were talking about over the Panthers in this series. I mean, it's crazy. Like I said earlier, I think very, very little people, very, very little amount of people uh, expected the Lightning and the Panthers to be in this position right now. With as good of, as the Panthers have been this season, I just don't think that anybody had expected that they wouldn't even have a game against the Bolts right now, three games into the series. But I, I think one of the biggest things that has really stood out to me so far in the series, the Lightning's commitment to sacrificing the body. And if you've been watching these three games, you can really agree with me on this. I mean, one of the one of their best forwards, Braden Point, he's currently out with injury. So the Bolts are already playing thin, but these guys don't care. They've been throwing themselves in front of pucks for three games straight, trying to block anything and everything from getting to the net so far. And, and again, so far, they've been pretty successful. I mean, I can definitely see how frustrating that can be for the Panthers, who they're just so used to getting pucks on net, creating a lot of scoring chances, putting a lot of shots up. But the Lightning's D, they're working extra hard. They know this is the way that they're going to have to try and beat the Panthers is to stifle their shots. And I love the way that they've been able to do that so far. I know it's probably taken a real, real toll on their bodies. They're taking a beating. But if they're able to close out the series quickly and just give their time, their body some time to heal, rest before the next series, that would be optimal. But again, can't get ahead of yourselves. Game four, it starts tonight at 7 in Tampa. It's... It's crazy. It's a back-to-back schedule. Just played a game last night, and now game four is tonight. The Lightning, they have the chance to sweep tonight. And the Panthers, they're looking to do anything to get a game tonight and stay alive in the series to take it back to sunrise. So great, great game tonight. Can't wait to be watching that. 7 o'clock puck drop tonight 
for Puck Night, baby. All right. All right, let's move on a little bit now and let's talk some baseball. And, uh, you know, we won't spend a ton of time in the MLB right now because there's not, there's not some not some huge storylines, I would say, with the Rays and the Marlins right now. But the storylines that we do have, let's dive into the Rays first. Unfortunately, just really not great news right now. They The Rays have just been dropping like flies. Their lineup is hurting, ravaged by injuries. And then, unfortunately, a lot of that has contributed to the Rays just dropping their last series to the Orioles. The Orioles walked them off two games in that series. Very, very unfortunate to have to lose to one of the um, one of the poorer teams in the MLB. But, I mean, as of now, Manny Margot, like we've mentioned before in, in a previous podcast, he's been dealing with a hamstring in- issue. It's been keeping him out of the lineup, one of our hottest hit- hitters recently. Now Wander Franco, the star of the Rays, he's dealing with a quad problem that's been keeping him out of the lineup. And Yandy Diaz, he has some shoulder discomfort now. He had a play at the plate the other night where he slid in head first and felt some discomfort after that. And he's really been coming on for the Rays as well, I think leading the team in batting average right now. So that's really, really tough to have some very, very strong hitters out of the lineup consistently now. And this already comes on the heels of having to place everyday second baseman Brandon Lau on the IL. He has a stress reaction in his back, and that's that's just a huge power bat that the Rays are missing from their lineup. Guy generates a lot of home runs, plays a very solid defensive game for the Rays. Just a great veteran presence in that uh, lineup as well. So they're definitely missing that. And the, the other problem is they also have to monitor Andrew Kittredge, one of their one of their pitchers, a fantastic bullpen arm. He's been off to a great start this year, but unfortunately he's just been sidelined as well. He has some lower back tightness, and the guy who's been getting a lot of the saves late in games for Ray, for the Rays, uh, now he's going to be on the shelf as well. And like I, like I said, the Rays, they're, they've just been ravaged by injuries as of recently. And it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to mix, mix and match their roster uh, definitely these upcoming weeks as they're going to just keep trying to stay in the mix in their AL East race right now. As for the Marlins, they haven't had much to talk about either recently, unfortunately. They've had a just kind of a string of losses that they've had, especially this past week. But yesterday, it was a very special day for their ace, Sandy Alcantara. He pitched a six-hit complete game for the Fish in route to a win, and his fourth career complete game. Great, great stuff for Sandy. The Marlins put together some clutch hitting to come out with a 4-3 win for the guy, but man, 115 pitch performance. That has to get the team buzzing. You love to rally around guys like this. He gets 7Ks in the win, and uh, you know he wanted to go out there every inning, get the ball ready to keep going no matter what his pitch count was, what his inning was. And I just hope that this is this is the kind of performance from your pitchers, you know, you don't have to use any of your bullpen arms. You don't have to, you know, worry about anything else. This guy's just going out and dominating, cruising all game for you. Really, really hoping that this is going to be that little spark that the Marlins would need to generate some more wins. Uh, definitely, as as we were saying earlier in the podcast, as summer baseball is starting to ramp up, starting to get into the heart of the season, the Marlins going to have to put together some real, real good series and uh, I'm hoping that this can be that little spark for them. A great, great pitching performance by Sandy Alcantara. Really, really hyped for him and getting his fourth complete game yesterday. All right, let's switch over now and talk about the younger guys a little bit. We'll talk about college and the wild weekend recap we got from this weekend. Like I mentioned before, this was the last regular season weekend for these guys. So now 
they're battling in uh, what was it, was it conference tournaments and go for the chance now they're competing to try and go to the College World Series and it is going to be fun to keep watching these guys for the next couple weeks and see how hard they're going to be competing. Let's start out talking uh, about UF the Gators. They were able to get a series win over South Carolina this weekend. They had wins on Thursday and Friday. Unfortunately, just dropped that series finale on Saturday. But Wyatt Langford, great for this guy. He's had a monster season for the Gators. He was named SEC Player of the Week. And Judd Fabian this weekend was able to notch his second 20-homer season of his college career. Back-to-back, actually, because his first 20-homer season was last season. So great for that guy. He's going to be, yet again, a very, very high draft pick in this upcoming MLB draft. They, The Gators, they actually draw South Carolina yet again to play them for their first matchup in the SEC tournament. That should actually be tomorrow night. FSU, unfortunately, the Knowles, they had a really tough weekend this time around. They came into the weekend ranked number 20 overall and dropped out after being swept by North Carolina. Yes, unfortunately, they got swept. Just a really tough performance all around. Hitting just not really up to the Knowles standard that they've been trying to work on all this year. And pitching just not as sharp as it has been this year as well. Um... But a couple bright spots, Parker Messick, he was named to the first team All-ACC for the second year in a row. Bryce Hubbard makes second team All-ACC, and Jaime Ferrer making the all-freshman ACC team. Very, very great for them. Um, and FSU, they're going to look to hope, hopefully shake this off and just go into this uh, ACC tournament with lots of vengeance, revenge on their mind. They're going to be playing Virginia and Notre Dame on Tuesday and Wednesday in their ACC tournament. Also in the ACC, Miami, they were able to win this uh, this weekend series over their rival in the ACC, Notre Dame. They went from the number nine ranking back to number six in the nation yet again, put up some dominating offensive performances in their wins, just putting some crooked run numbers up on the board in the first and the third games. But now for the ACC tournament, they are going to be drawing Wake Forest and NC State and they're actually going to enter the tournament as the unrivaled number one seed in the ACC. So Miami looking to be the favorite, and yet again, like I was saying, this is going to be a really, really fun time of year to watch these kids compete, and if you haven't already, I definitely recommend you tune in, especially this week as they're getting these tournaments kicked off. All right, so I think that's pretty much going to round it out for this episode today. A lot of a lot of great sports talk today. I mean, again, like I've been mentioning, there's so much going on in the state of Florida right now. So many big things happening, especially with the playoffs, the postseason. So many great things to talk about, so many great things to discuss, and uh, always keeps these podcasts energetic and full of positivity. So, so happy for a lot of the teams here in the state of Florida. Some great games tonight to watch. Again, game four for the Heat and the Celtics, and game four for the Lightning and the Panthers. Tune in tonight. Unfortunately, yeah, they play on the same night, but it's going to be a great night with both of those games. And until the Thursday episode where we'll be recapping these games and much, much more, I'm Austin Hart. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Hart's Home Half, and I will see you next time.